but it was pretty intense. But at the same time, I could, it was almost like I was coaching myself from a whole different part of myself as I was going through it and just letting it out. Crazy. It was, yeah, it was crazy. pretty interesting. Crazy, amazing. Stuff. Yes, it was amazing because it was in there and you don't want it in there. You want it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and to have the compassion to allow yourself to, to really be able to express that because I buried it so deep because perfectionists don't want to appear ugly or, you know, <laughs> in, in whatever way, you know, emotionally or whatever. And I judged a lot of my anger for a long time. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be you right now, angel yeah. wings, um, without having to have that really raw out of body, looking at it going, whoa, and then just giving yourself the grace to flow. Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast, genuine conversations for authentic living. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lisa Allshafer, empowerment life coach and author. And I'm Sandra Pariser, health and wellness entrepreneur, but more importantly, truth seeker and truth speaker. And today's episode is about breaking free from the paralysis of perfectionism. And I think that this is something we all struggle with. I know I'm currently in the midst of it. So Lisa, this time I appreciate you picking this particular topic at this particular time uh, for me. I will be vulnerable. I will open up. I will share my experience. And uh, don't forget to hit like and subscribe and share if you feel so compelled. We really, really appreciate your feedback. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, perfectionism is a bit on a spectrum. So you know, there's mild perfectionism and there's extreme perfectionism. I've never been an extreme perfectionist, but they certainly, there are certainly people who struggle with that, where it's anxiety inducing perfectionism. Mm -hmm. If it's not perfect, that they just, you know, can really go into like a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, uh, so the different levels, there's the kind that live on that end of the spectrum. And there's uh, the other, you know, other end of the spectrum that it just pops in once in a while. Mm -hmm. I'm a, it pops in once in a while kind of person, <laughs> right? It's just certain things will trigger that aspect in myself. And that usually comes into play when I'm working on projects, um, you know, when I'm doing something with my hands and creating in the creation process, mm -hmm. it has certainly, um, held me back from from putting content out of you know all the that what what we're doing now is and I've said it in the past I'll say it again this has been really good for me because it continues to move me out of that perfectionist mm -hmm. mode and just go into you know more organic and not all this pre-scripted stuff that I would get kind of caught up in and then I would just not do it at all mm -hmm. I, I think I said it in a previous podcast I set up I don't know how many studios in them, and then never ended up using any of them. Right. But I spent so much time, that perfectionist, on those things, you know, well, in the lighting and this and that and the other thing, and then just ended up tearing it down. Um, so, yeah, so there's just different ways uh, that it can come in, but it is a constricting energy, and it will, you know, put you in a state of resistance, and it will, and it can really hurt you really in how you're living your life. Yeah. So why you is there a particular, like is there a particular thought that came up for you on what inspired this topic today? Was there something that like popped into your, was it something I said or shared? Was it something you were downloaded or yeah. um, why did well, this come to you? Because um, we're doing the parenting by personality class mm -hmm. and everyone in the class is picking one thing that they know is holding them back in their life and specifically in regards to parenting. And this has just always been the one that I probably contended with the most. And so I put that in my, that's what I'm going to focus on because I participate as well to some, you know, to some degree. And, um, and then, so that's why I thought, well, why not just do it for the subject today? <laughs> right. Because yeah. it, it's a very, um, Perfectionism doesn't mean perfectionism in this, the way that you and I are, well, not in the way that we mean to be talking about it. It's really more of an internal, uh, what we do to ourselves. Yes. It's what we do to ourselves. It's not, yes. I'm going to make a perfect candle or, uh -huh. you know, for me right now, it's, I'm not going to eat perfectly. I've got some health challenges. We'll discuss this as we go on. Um, you know, it's not about perfection. It's about not procrastinating because right. of perfection. 
Well, it's more than it's more than that. It actually does some of the things that it can show up in some of the things that you're sharing because some people, if they're like saying trying to follow an eating plan and if they go off, it can really throw them into then a tailspin mm -hmm. into just really going off course. And then because the moment they go out of the perfect meal plan, it's all over. So it's kind of an all or nothing kind of a donuts, mindset. pizza, and ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And then you're just, again, that's a self-sabotage. And then of course the next day you start off with, okay, today's mm -hmm. going to be a perfect day. And then again, it can happen again and again, which is why the perfectionism when it comes to that, that's why a lot of people don't succeed in trying to shift over their, their eating plan in mm -hmm. the candles. When I was doing the candles and I still do them but just not like I was, you know, it's hard to be a perfectionist when you're working with cement. Cause I was making cement candle holders. Well, this is one of them right here, <laughs> yeah. right? That's one of them. Right. So I'm doing molds and lids and you know, the containers and, and concrete and then adding, I'll make sure that's within reaching, <laughs> reaching uh, yeah. context for me next time. Cause it's, they're beautiful. They're beautiful, yeah. but yeah, you're working with elements that so I could, I could feel my perfectionist tendencies when I was making those candles because, you know, you're going to have natural flaws in a concrete candle container. So, yeah, so it comes up in that way. Um, you know, when I, I'm a crafty person, so I, when I do that stuff, it shows up there and then it can get really, you know, like a little stress inducing. So I'm like, okay, just keep moving forward, keep moving forward. Um, you know, editing videos, making sure the scripts are right, you know, and that's why I didn't produce content. This is why this is so great. Yeah. And, and just to make sure I don't lose my train of thought, but this is something that came out in uh, my circle, which is something I have absolutely struggled with up until Miracle Monday. But even before that mm -hmm. is um, questioning why am I not far enough along? whatever that even means to you. Why am I not a, just pick your, whatever that is for you. And, and, and that also plays into the piece of perfectionism that we're talking about is, is making statements like, like for me, I'll just speak strictly for myself mm -hmm. in all the work in all my life and everything that I was doing. How was it that on November 1st of 2022, I sat there in my living room with a declaration to universe of or dissertation declaration. Mm -hmm. And I was so unhappy. And the thing that got me the most is this exact topic, which is mm -hmm. why am I not further enough along? How am I still here? What, what, what? So, um, just to, to kind of, as we start to give you some examples of how that shows up for, mm -hmm. for people, it shows up for everybody. So, you know, just to kind of stay like, what is it for you? Let's see if we can dig in and find out. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about that. I think it was back when you were going through that experience. And part of it is we don't have the full picture of exactly how much we're clearing out, how much we're healing. So, and this is kind of one of the, one of the signs of, you know, perfectionism is unrealistic expectations. We might not realize they're unrealistic, <laughs> but that's part of having the awareness around us. So we might set these unrealistic expectations. So when it comes to the human experience and where you have done all this work and I have done all this work and I still have perfectionist stuff, it just doesn't, bo it doesn't bother me that I still mm -hmm. have it. Mm -hmm. It's just like I catch it and correct it, which I've said, you know, it's just kind of the mantra there, catch and correct, catch and correct, because you could be clearing hundreds of lifetimes so yeah. 20 years in, in, in relation to hundreds of lifetimes, mm -hmm. that's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And so then the more, and this is, I mean, I used to feel that way. Why am I not further along? Why am I not, not, mm. you know, it's, it was more, it was earlier in the time I gave, I let that go. Cause I'm like, uh, I went through the same process. I was just able to let that go. Um, but it took me a while to let it go. And so kind of you're kind of in that place. Mm -hmm. Like you've been doing this for so, you know, half your life about, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and so, you know, that that need to be further along is a form mm -hmm. of resistance. Mm -hmm. The need to be further along is continuing to resist the feeling of not far enough along. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you continue to feel because it strengthens that feeling because yep. you're resisting it. 
Yep. So now it's um, uh, relaxing into and surrendering into you are exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And you're probably further along than you realize, but it's hard mm-hmm. to really connect into that when you're feeling like you're not far enough along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which plays into the next point, which is the anxiety of, and stress that comes along with really, I, for me, it's the resistance. The more I beat myself up, mm-hmm. the more resistant I become, the more anxious and the more stress I have. And, and through this whole process, and I don't want to say that it, that part of it ended on Miracle Monday, but wow, it was really hard in my skin. The anxiety was like, I mean, you know, you and I've talked about it every single time we jumped on a phone call. It was like, I, I'm having literal heart palpitations and anxiety and, um, Anyway, that's that's an absolute side effect to all of this. Yeah, and so that anxiety and that stress kicks you into the next point, which is being overly critical and hard on yourself. <laughs> it's all playing in the same damn circle. <laughs> it, it does. So it really does. Yeah, it's really being able to look at it objectively and say, "I'm I'm in my loop. I'm in my pattern of perfectionism, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. You know, in my but you're in that loop." Um, and it's being able to recognize that you're in a repetitive pattern, but also the emotions that are coming up about coming up within that pattern. And then what is this pattern here to teach you? Mm. You know, what, what emotions are you feeling? What resistance do you have inside this pattern? And what is this pattern here to teach you? Cause that's why they keep looping around is cause we're still mm-hmm. not understanding or getting or mastering the lesson that's encoded in that pattern. And so I would say part of that lesson would be to um, trust that you're where where you are, where you need to be, and that there's more to this than meets the eye. Because as Mm -hmm. human beings, we just are, we mentioned it last time, I think we're just heavily veiled here. And even though we're making great strides, you know, in our own evolutionary process and awakening up to who we really are and connecting into spirit and all those Mm -hmm. wonderful things, but we're still a human being. (laughs) So it reminds me of someone who said to me that I was working with, I thought I was done with my anger. (laughs) That's not quite how it works. It's, it's (laughs) anger is a human emotion. It's knowing what to do with the anger or the stress or the anxiety or the criticism or whatever it is. It's knowing what to do with that when it shows up. You're going to feel, I still get angry. It's just I don't get angry very often, but I still get angry or Mm -hmm. frustrated or irritated or whatever the case might be. And I still have these, you know, some of these things because I'm still human. Mm -hmm. And it's just the stretch between (laughs) periods of kind of those kinds of emotions gets much wider and wider and wider. They don't happen nearly as often and they're not as intense as they Mm -hmm. have been in the past. Yep. So, but, but trying to strive for not having anger is a, trying to a strive for perfection. Yeah. Uh, and there you have it. Truly there you have it. I mean, there, there's my ding ding, right? Cause it's, there's that circle yeah. and in, in trusting that you're exactly where you're supposed to be is really an opportunity for you, for anybody to get curious, Lisa, how many times did you say that? To, to me, to Alan, to um, us as we were going through this process. Mm-hmm. Why, don't you, why don't you try to really look at it? Take a look at it. Sit with it. Understand that if you feel it, it is yours. And, the, and then really radical self-responsibility in it. Um, but the best way to understand it is to walk through it and to feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's all this vicious circle. It, it, I don't even want to say it's a vicious circle. If you find yourself in a circle, mm-hmm. and I mean, that was the epitome of, I can't remember what month it was, whether it was January or February. And I just wanted to throw in the towel and say, screw it. And I, I just want to leave and I want to run. And I, you know, I, I, I don't care. And my marriage isn't worth it. And <laughs> you were so awesome in reminding me that I can fix it here. I can fix it somewhere else. Either way, it's mine to fix and it will, it will circle back. Yeah. A hundred percent. It will circle back because it's mine and only I can fix it. 
Yeah, oftentimes that's what people do is they get out of one relationship, putting all the responsibility in how the other person shows up. And not that you were doing that, but you know, that's what a lot of people do. I was doing, I was doing, I, I was doing my fair share of that for sure. Okay. okay. And so then they end up getting into a new relationship that they're dealing with the same thing mm -hmm. and you're still stuck with your stuff. And that doesn't mean that everyone who is in a relationship should stay in that relationship for forever. It just means work on yourself if you're having relationship issues, but you, but you truly do feel that the relationship is worth the work that it takes to make it work, but then quit putting all of it on the other person, bring it back and start yeah. working on yourself. And you, if you have a partner who's willing to do the same thing, that's where now you can truly heal the relationship, which is exactly what you have. You have Ellen who has definitely, you know, done mm. a lot of self work and that has helped, you know, him just as an individual, yeah. but helped your relationship as well. But it's hard when one person is and one person isn't, quite honestly. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, but it is. And, and if, if, if someone's being abused and that kind of stuff, that's a yeah, different I, scenario, yeah. right? That's not stay and, and keep getting abused. That's not what we're saying either. It's just recognizing that the more you work on yourself, what's so interesting about that is you start to see changes in the other person which yep. is phenomenal mm -hmm. because you're showing up differently. They actually are not even on a conscious level oftentimes, but mm -hmm. they're shifting to the new energy that you're bringing into the relationship and you're getting a better result from that person, whatever it is that you're looking for from them, whether it's love or acceptance mm -hmm. or attention or a feeling of importance or whatever it might be, because you're letting go of the needy energies that you have in that person and you're starting to work on, whatever the emotions are underneath that needy energy so that you're clearing it. So you're not needy anymore for it, whether it's needing any of those things I just listed or needing control or needing to make the other person wrong mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it could be. There's so many things that come in the form of resistance that sabotage our relationships. And, you know, I, I'm going to definitely piggyback off of know your relationship that you're in because there are certain relationships you got to go, you know, you just, it's, it, whatever abusive means to another person, but I'm talking physical abuse. It could be emotional abuse. It could be uh, drug addiction. It could be a, a whole litany of things. Um, in, in my particular scenario, and this is something over this weekend that I was sharing with you yesterday. Um, I have, I have just really done a lot of work and mm -hmm. I, over the weekend in a random retreat with beautiful, beautiful sisters, I got to sit in a ceremonial circle um, from Friday evening until Sunday around noon. Mm -hmm. And it was an experience I've never had before. And I had no idea what to expect. I had just, you know, my little, my little soul self, higher self said, here you go and, and just go. And there were so many things about the experience. It was very, very last minute. Um, it was one of those weekends that just was quiet. It was a quiet work weekend. It was just a quiet weekend. And Alan, usually when I go be me, <laughs> um, it, it makes him very nervous just because our personalities are so polar opposite. Uh, and he just I just fly by the seat of my pants and he's like, you're going to go somewhere where you don't know anybody. It was kind of like my trip with Corey, uh, my girlfriend, um, when I first met her and he's like, you don't even know her. I'm like, no, yeah, I totally know her. <laughs> I just haven't actually met her in person yet. Um, so here was another, a, a situation like that, but all the work that Alan and I have done has been me raising my consciousness me, your awareness, your awareness, my yeah. awareness, mm -hmm. understanding my part in it. And then finally, both of us doing enough healing yeah. to end the conflict, Lisa, that I don't know when that ended, but it, it, oh, September, the weekend of September 23rd. That was, that was, that was the weekend that conflict. That's an interesting thing to play into perfectionism, right? Yeah. Because the conflict, at least in our relationship, was 
and more because and you can give a little bit better color. We weren't hearing each other. We weren't actively listening to what the other person was saying. And so that inherently just conflict, conflict, conflict to the point where for me, I just walk away. I I'm like, I'm not doing this. But then after that weekend, I could see awareness. I could see he's going into conflict and I have a choice. I can either, he's trying to say something, right? He's, he's trying to communicate and it looks a lot like conflict, but I am not going to do conflict. So what am I going to do with this? And the more I was able to just release my feelings about how he was feeling, the more I could hear him. Wait, he has to talk about something mm -hmm. and he's upset about something and his emotions are not about anything about me. And so really it's, we just have a really very peaceful, yeah. very peaceful relationship right now. And, and I'm and it'll never go back to being any other way than this way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so this weekend, the best part of the whole weekend mm -hmm. was him. Awesome. Well, that's great. And also you didn't have, you didn't have unrealistic expectations for the weekend either. Cause you Thank didn't God. have, because you didn't have expectations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were able to actually just move in and experience it without the expectations and mm -hmm. then have a really great experience. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I go into, I, and I know I will go into a ceremonial circle. There's a lot of power in that. Um, and there's a lot of healing and the focus was really with all the conflict and stuff going on outside of us mm -hmm. to get into a group of women and have some deep devotional prayers for love and for humanity and for peace and for this beautiful planet that has just been harmed. But anyway, it was, yeah. um, I'll do it again. I just, yeah. I will try to not have any expectations. Well, you know, that's just something that it's, it's, you just, it's a catch and correct thing. If you find yourself putting all these expectations on another person, on an experience, on yourself, whatever, mm -hmm. it's just, so there, there it is. So let me correct that. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say also that, um, you know, when it comes to relationships, if the perfectionist tendencies are in the relationship, a lot of times when there's conflict in the relationship, what can, what can happen is the person who holds more of the perfectionism stuff is taking things personally. Mm. And the reason they're taking things personally, because what lives underneath perfectionism is not enough. Mm. So when criticism kind of comes out and maybe it's not even really criticism, maybe it's just kind of talking, um, in a conversation, you know, between, you know, someone in their spouse or someone in their child or whatever. But if somebody has more of the perfectionist tendencies, they're already looking for what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong inside? And so everything they, the, fil the filter is whatever they're telling me is coming through as I'm doing something wrong because I'm not enough. And that could be furthest thing from the intention behind the words being said. But for that perfectionist tendency, it's that kind of that, oh, I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're, they're telling me I'm not enough and that's how they're hearing it, even though that might not be what's being said. So then that's where the feedback can be, um, you know, difficult because if someone's holding that kind of energy and they're not recognizing it and it's just happening on an automatic kind of <laughs> basis, then it's hard to give feedback, which then can create more conflict that can lead, to, again, it, then you get caught in a whole nother pattern in that way. So, yeah, um, again, it shows up in a lot more areas than we realize. It's not just about doing everything perfectly. <laughs> right. It's an energy within us that is expressed through some of those things. So sometimes what people do is they procrastinate because, you know, it's not going to be good enough. So they just avoid it because having, you know, having that as part of my, um, you know, past experiences it's like, well, if I'm going to do this, it has to, I have to go all out and do it exactly right. So, ugh, that feels so heavy. It feels so hard. And so then you end up procrastinating. Um, and then in, in other ways, uh, it's just taking too much time and effort, 
you know, on whatever it is that you're, you're working on, if it's like more of a project oriented thing or, you know, whatever the case might be, because you're putting so much time and effort in something, it just feels overwhelming. So then Mm -hmm. you go back into procrastination. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's that circle. And there's that circle. And then ultimately, you know, the fear of failure, making mistakes, you know, being, feeling embarrassed, you know, that it's not good enough, all these things, which mostly is just in the head. It's not really the reality of what's happening outside of us. So, you know, just recognizing these things uh, and just realizing that, you know, how you're seeing it is probably so distorted from how other people are seeing whatever <laughs> it is you're working on or, or yourself, there's just a distortion there because the perfectionist, uh, t- you know, energy creates distortions. That's really funny. That's so true. We all see the world through the lens of who we are and, yeah. you know, and, and our challenge as human beings is to take some of these tools that we're sharing and, you know, little by little, you know, little by little set smaller mm-hmm. expectations and, and really it's awareness. You're, awareness, consciousness, awareness, really understanding, oh, so that's what conflict is. You know, even when you and I first started working together this, this most recent time, you, me, and Alan, you, Alan, and I, I, me, and Alan, and anyway, <laughs> English, um, it was, we, we, I don't know that I really understood conflict, like how much conflict was in the relationship and even what that was yeah. until almost the, the, the healing part. Once I got, once I really got to healing my, my own personal childhood wounds, um, little by little. And I think miracle Monday is when I finally started to understand, Oh, this is what she's talking about, about conflict. <laughs> oh, Oh, and then my participation in it. Yeah. And my participation in it. And then and then you go, well, this person standing and it doesn't have to be a spouse. It could be it could be your children, it could be your parent, it could be it could be any relationship that that is one of those relationships that you are sensitive to. Typically when you agree it would be your, either your parents, your children, your spouse or significant others or even your siblings. Um, is where some of these old um, patterns really cement themselves. Um, So those are the relationships to really kind of look, if you're not in a relationship, like we use me as an example, because I'm married and I have two little kids. Um, But the truth is, I mean, look at all the healing that you've done because of Eric, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I would encourage, you know, anybody to look at, if you're really curious about, well, what is it about me that I can start to get curious about, meaning bringing into your awareness some of these little pieces, is to pick the person who's closest to you mm-hmm. and really start to look at how do you communicate? How does it feel? Do you feel safe? Do you feel loved? That's a pretty healthy relationship. Right. And then get even more curious about that. So if I have this here, how do I duplicate this over here, over here, over here? Or if you don't have that, then you could take some of these, just start to pay attention. Okay, man, when, I mean, I can't even pick an analogy other than I'm going to use Alan because the conflict, because it's so that was a thing for me that took me, you bang my head against the wall for years to understand conflict. Um, but yeah, it would present in it, what would look like a fight or an argument or, you know, he's trying to make me wrong and I'm trying to get him to see my side and he wants me to see his side. And it was this whole, you know, he's not listening in that that is conflict. It doesn't necessarily mean to need to be a fight. Mm-hmm. It can just be, you're missing the mark. Yeah. <laughs> you're not hearing each other. Yeah, and you can be walking around not talking to each other. That's conflict too. Oh, it's just, that's totally conflict. Yeah, it's internal. You know, it's internal because you're both walking around, you know, giving each other the silent treatment. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. See, so these are things that, you know, everybody's in a relationship with somebody. <laughs> so, cause we're humans and that's what we do. Right. So to really, really be able to, you know, just play around with it until next week when we see y'all on a podcast, here's our, here's our suggestion. If you don't know what we're talking about, right. just go and watch. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? How does that present? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Really loud or silent? Ooh, yeah. it's those silent times. I will honestly say with Alan that are far more, um, emotion provoking for me. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's actually when it's used, uh, <laughs> to a greater degree, it's a form of, you know, emotional abuse because what you're doing is you're withdrawing love from the other person. And you're saying you're not worthy of my love right now. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times the silent, I did a video on the silent treatment and, uh, because I've received it. I used to give it, <laughs> but I've uh, also received it pretty, pretty harshly. And I tell you, it's no picnic. Um, it, it's, it is, it can really rip you apart inside because mm -hmm. the other person will not engage with you. And um, I didn't have it that, I didn't have it harshly like that. I was actually wanting them to engage with me I just didn't know how to do it because I was stuck in my own stuff. This was, you know, a long time ago. But um, thank God because that it was it's painful on both sides, really. But mm -hmm. the person who's receiving it, it's like because you don't know. Sometimes you don't even know why they're mad at you. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And and so then you're walking around in confusion and pain and all these things. So. And then, then if you have the perfectionist tendency and you're the receiver of that, you're going through the litany of things of you think you've done wrong and don't have kind of maybe the understanding that this is their way <laughs> of going about this, which is not a healthy way. But it's called, you know, even in, um, you know, the uh, four horsemen of uh, the way that can predict a relationship going south, uh, stonewalling, that's what that is. Mm. Stonewalling is one of those things. That oh yeah, a strong predictor of divorce. So is defensiveness, which will come up a lot in conflict, right? Defensiveness, mm -hmm. uh, criticism is also. Um, I can't remember the fourth one off the top of my head, but but yeah. Um, so, uh, and you know, I I I don't know. I'm feeling compelled to even even say this right now mm -hmm. um, when we're talking about relationships that just need to be worked on, and there's ultimately love underneath. And one of the questions that you asked both of us out of the gate is, is it your intention to hurt the other person? Right. And both of us were like, oh my heavens, absolutely not. Yeah. And that was a very, very powerful question. So although I will tell you, it felt like he was doing it intentionally. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so you even asking that question to both of us and both, like you saw both of our response was absolutely not. Yeah. And what a powerful, powerful, powerful question. Mm -hmm. Now that leads into relationships where I'm not going to throw this word around lightly. I'm going to throw it around in its absolute um, definition, which if you're in a relationship with a narcissist and they are roaming the planet. Yeah. Lisa, how could you, how would you, cause this is something you and I both experienced, not in a relationship necessarily for me, mm -hmm. meaning a, an intimate relationship, yeah. but, um, certainly with, um, what I call my ex-wife cause it's my husband's ex-wife, but mm -hmm. is, is a, is a genuine absence of emotion. It's not an absence of emotion. Well, it's, it's not, not a sociopath. Not it's not a sociopath. It's right. just that they don't really. They're not, they, they, they lack empathy. <clears throat> they can lack in, empathy. To an extreme degree. And yes. Yeah. And so you, I don't really want to go into a whole narcissist sidebar with a perfectionism as a subject. Because <laughs> that's That'll a whole, be a that's whole a, other. That's a really big subject to kind yeah, of tackle. That's a whole other YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So let's maybe 
make that into a podcast because yeah. it really is a big subject to kind of move into and it's moving away from perfectionism. So let's getting back onto perfectionism. If you think about how, you know, if you, if you struggle with perfectionism, it's how can you break through out of that perfection, those perfectionist mm -hmm. tendencies. And one way is to set realistic expectations because we've already talked about the expectations mm -hmm. being unrealistic. So mm -hmm. set realistic expectations. So one of the ways that I have done that for my life is not striving for perfection, but striving for quality, quality relationships, quality in the mm -hmm. projects that I do, quality in, you know, whatever it is that, that emanates from me. Cause I know I hit quality very quickly because I'm, because my perfectionism has mm -hmm. been, you know, which for most perfectionists, what, <laughs> what someone could set or what, what a perfectionist would consider getting by would look perfect for a lot of people. It's just already in there. You just need to recognize that when you start to feel, you can create quality maybe in the first hour of whatever it is you're doing, for instance, if it's a project oriented, and after that, it, you're probably now moving into the perfectionist tendencies, you know, tweaking every little word or tweaking every little thing that you're working on. I mean, some people take forever to just carve out a, you know, um, a email because they have to make sure all the wording is absolutely correct. And some people are just mm. like, there's errors all over it and <laughs> it's all confusing and they just send it anyway because it's just not part of their makeup, you know? Well, and I think watching you and knowing you mm -hmm. um, in your very type A and, and we've discussed this, mm -hmm. watching you uh, lean into your lifestyle change as far as your diet goes was I, as, as like one of your soul sisters, mm -hmm. watching you do that was like, whoa, she, you didn't just go a hundred, I'm going a hundred percent all in. Mm -hmm. You just, all right. So I'm having my last cup of coffee and it was like three weeks in <laughs> like, mm -hmm. because I can't have cream. Like, or, and it was just watching you give yourself that grace. Mm -hmm. This is where I want to end up and it's just going to take time and that's okay. Yeah. And now look at you now with, with just, again, kind of releasing all of the, I have to do it perfectly right out of the gate, all mm -hmm. or none. That's it. I'm eating donuts again, pizza. And you know, you, you gave yourself all the grace and the time and, and you, and now it's a life, no chocolate. Or now mm -hmm. if you eat chocolate, it doesn't get you. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you set very realistic expectations with a bigger intention of overall health. Yes. Yes. And I know the constriction of the perfectionist tendencies, which de definitely brings in the inner critic pretty mm. harshly. And so that, I, I mean, that has just changed immensely over the years. I was so tight and hard with myself for mm. the majority of my life. So I really started digging in deep when I was 40. So that's 19 years ago, even though I did kind of stuff before mm -hmm. that. But that's when I really got serious and really started to make my way down into that subconscious stuff and all that. Um, but I had a very harsh inner critic. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just like you, you're in your self-imposed prison with that stuff. Yeah. It's not... Yeah again, it's no picnic either. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it was kind of breaking out of that, that mm -hmm. self-imposed prison and learning how to have compassion for myself and, um, you know, the inner child work that we have done and that I, you know, do with mm -hmm. others as well, um, helped that tremendously because it gives you more compassion for yourself because you have this inner child that lives within you. And, you know, the harshness I was doing with myself, she was the recipient of as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it that way, it's like, well, I, I don't want to <laughs> do that, yeah. you know? So it almost puts like another being in there with you, which another being is kind of in there with you mm -hmm. <laughs> energetically for sure, spiritually, and even on a psychological level. So, um, so that helped greatly also to have, mm -hmm. to bring more of that self-compassion in for myself. But man, there was some you know, that's pretty gnarly stuff that I had to work through because it did was rooted in anger, but anger at myself. Yep. I mean, even self-hatred. I had some self-hatred going on. Mm. And, you know, I can <laughs> recall some experiences where some of that was coming up, coming up even after I had been doing years of work. And I'm like, 
holy shit. <laughs> this is so intense. Oh my gosh, Lisa, you just swore. Uh, yeah, right. And uh, it's not like I never swear, but anyway, I just I'm just lot. kidding. <laughs> I feel like that's usually my that's usually my warehouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but that's how intense. No, no, no. You, yeah, th- this is how this is how intense it was. And and so when it, when it was happening, this is what was actually pretty cool about it. I knew what was happening. I knew this old self hatred energy was coming up for me. And even though it was, it was so intense, I couldn't really like stop it. And I didn't want to tr- really try to stop it because that's not going to really be effective. So I just let it run its course while still maintaining an observer, um, being the observer of, of, of it as well. It, which is, a, again, if you've ever had this experience, when you're such in such intense emotion and then you're able to observe yourself having the intense emotion. That's just kind of another level, right, of, of skill set. But it's very powerful. So I knew that I was clearing old energy and it just needed to get out. I mean, like rage and, and looking in the mirror and saying, I hate you, I hate you. And it's, like, and it's like it was so out of the norm for me, you know, to do that. But I'm like, okay, let's let this puppy out of the house, you know. And uh, and I did. And um and and that was the last time it happened and it's never happened since but it was pretty intense but at the same time i could it was almost like i was coaching myself from a whole different part of myself as i was going through it and just letting it out crazy it was yeah it was crazy pretty crazy amazing yes it was amazing because it was in there and you don't want it in there you Mm -hmm. want it out (laughs) yeah and and to have the compassion to allow yourself to to really be able to express that because i buried it so deep because perfectionists don't want to appear ugly or you know (laughs) in in whatever way you know emotionally or whatever and i judged a lot of my anger for a long time Mm -hmm. yeah that's a it's neat it's neat to hear you suffer no (laughs) (laughs) that way it's just like how i view you know that no you're a human being right and you 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 wouldn't be you right now angel wings um without having to have that really raw out of body looking at it going whoa and then Mm -hmm. just giving yourself the grace to flow Mm -hmm. yeah it's It's, awesome it's really really powerful thank you yeah so another point in helping to, you know, people to break out is to focus on progress, not perfection. Oh, right? that's, I mean, uh, that's yeah. a common thing, right? That people yeah. say progress, yeah. not perfection. Yeah. In, in, in little steps, not, not, okay, I'm going to go right all in over here on whatever, you know, just the progress. And, and even, <laughs> I always bring it back to smoking because it was just such a demon in my life that was a true monkey on my back. Mm-hmm. Really, like the the amount of beating myself up I did over that and the secrecy about it and ugh, all of it, you know? And I just got to this point and you paid a, played a, a, a really powerful piece in all of this. You and Jason were, okay, no judgment. Yeah. No judgment. Stop judging it. You know, like, mm-hmm. don't be in the closet. <laughs> Stop judging, stop judging, stop judging. And, and it really came down to that was, it, so I did, I, I just stopped judging it. I let it be. And I trust the, trusted the healing journey. And, um, and then it gave me grace and it gave me time and it gave me space. And so I knew I was progressing ultimately towards never smoking again. I knew that. I just didn't question it anymore. I didn't judge it anymore. I knew it was a timing thing. And, and it did it finally, you know, I was just progressing along little by little healing my, healing my wounds, doing the inner child work. And I can't stress this enough. There is now so much information out there on how important it is to really go in and, and just get in touch with what your inner child looks like, what they're saying and, and listen it's so much easier to do today than however long ago, Lisa, than when I was this big black blob. I don't even know how long ago that was. There just wasn't as, as much information on simple tips and tools that you can use to really tap in and, 
And maybe that's a progress point for anybody that really wants to go there is Mm -hmm. go online, find a book, watch a podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's well, all even there. Brene, Brene Brown has some good stuff about perfection because, again, oh, yeah. it's also connected into, you know, embarrassment, shame. I mean, there's, there's, these things are all kind of connected, not enough, all that. Yep. And so she has the gifts of imperfection, which is, a, I mean, it's old now, but it's, you know, it's out there on books, whatever, uh, Audible. Um, yep. And that's a good place to start if you haven't yep. really dove into the world of, you know, you know, looking for resources for that specific tendency of perfectionism. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's your progress. Yeah, absolutely. And then like, you know, like I said, even, you know, about my experience and how I had more self-compassion for myself over the years, that's really important is to find that compassion for yourself Mm -hmm. in that. Of course, you know, as you practice compassion with others, it helps to foster self-compassion as well because <laughs> yeah. it's just compassion and it can you know it can go both ways the more you practice it the easier it is to go both ways but self-compassion I think is really important piece of healing from perfectionism which is why the inner child work is really helpful in that category right would that fall into take imperfect action well that would be definitely which is different than um, it's a little different than progress not perfection because what holds us up is, you know, we don't want our action to be imperfect. So one of the things that I've just recently taken is a course around um, gamifying, you know, online programs because mm-hmm. so much, so the rate of people completing online programs is like 3% or some crazy low amount, which is like, wow, really? this is you know, not good. So I've now moved into gamifying um, any programs that I do going forward. I'll, I'll end up gamifying my one I already created years, you know, years ago, but, but right now what I'm working that, on wait, that. What does that mean to gamify? I'm not like in, in the parenting by personality course, you get mm-hmm. these points and then you get the points oh, yeah. and then they make the little noises and then you get little things come up yeah. and then, you know, and then you have like, you know, giveaways, things like that. Um, but there's just different ways to gamify it, but it, 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 it hits the dopamine. <laughs> you get the dopamine hits when you go, you click a button and you get, Oh, done, complete. You get a little celebration kind of a thing. Right. Recognition. So, recognition, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, and of course, the perfectionists are going to want to make sure everything's checked. <laughs> <laughs> right? So they'll be like, oh, I can't have an empty check mark. Got to get that checked. So, yeah, oh, so- I know it's burning on the back of my mind. And I'm not really one of the one for perfection. Yeah. Um, but it is now I totally get it. How funny. Because I'm like, Oh, I actually have bullet points that I have to accomplish before we have our next course. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and I like that because I'm like, I have a tendency, like if I don't have structure mm-hmm. that gives me, you gamified me, you structured me, which I love structure. Yeah. Um, oh, that's really cool. Plus it's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's fun, fun, which is yeah. going to appeal to your, your color code personality, right? Exactly. But what I'm also getting from that course, which I've, you know, I've heard many years, but now I'm actually implementing is, um, is taking perfect action means um, move forward, even if you don't have everything, like what it means to me is, is that you don't have everything pre-planned out. Now, obviously I have, a, you know, the course, I have a, a structure and all that. But to, for me to do it where I don't have every little detail already pre-recorded <laughs> and put out there is that is helping me to just take imperfect action so everything is live. I don't have to do, I'm not doing the scripts like I did, you know, before in my other course as far as having, I needed everything to be absolutely right. And the need to be prepared is my Achilles heel. Mm. That's where my stress comes in, which is connected to perfectionism, the need to be prepared perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been doing this, what, 20 years or you know, <laughs> plus, you know, and I'm still, I still work with it. And I'm continuing to move out of my comfort zone when it comes to this particular subject of perfectionism. And so even that course that we're doing currently is also, I'm gaining such benefit from it as well because I don't have it all pre-recorded and set out there and, and all that. We're, we're doing it kind of like we're doing the podcast, you know, we're yeah. going into the live sessions, 
and uh, I get I get to go through the little bit of stresses that I go through, not nearly what they would have been years ago, but you know, a little bit of stress on all that stuff and trying to get through it in a timely manner. <laughs> that stresses <laughs> me out. That stresses me out probably the most, but that's okay. I'm willing to, <laughs> willing to dive into the outside of my comfort zone. So that's where we grow. That's right. That's where yeah. we grow. I, I, I have nothing to say about all of that except for yes, 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 yes. And yeah. yeah. Well, you and get this, to witness it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, you know, I got to, all you and I really care about is, is helping people. I mean, at the core of all of it, you know, we, you and me separately of each other in, yep. cause we're all on this individual journey inside the human experience and it's the understanding. It's, it's who, one of the coolest things I got to do over the weekend, the coolest parts of all of it is in deep meditation. The, the coolest part of the whole thing was when my eyes were shut to see inside myself was like, whoa, <laughs> like I'm now in a place where I've gotten to through working with you and, but in working with Jason, working with Alan, I mean, working with my children, all of it that I know I'm never alone. We've talked about that conversation I had with Stacy Mia when she was really, you know, actually she was integrating, she was integrating. And we had this conversation on the way home, um, on the way home from school about being alone, you know, she's just, I'm all alone and I have no friends and la, 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 la. And, you know, me even having with her, I don't even remember what I said, but I got to this place where I'm like, oh no, you're, you're not alone. You might feel like you are. We all feel like we're alone until we get to this place where we know for sure we're not. And that's when you're connected in. And that's when you're connected to God. You're connected to your higher self, your, your spirit, your soul, your guides, your, and you realize, oh shit, the world's so much bigger than this. Yeah. And that we're, we're the furthest thing from being alone. And that's what you and I really want to give people, but I got to give it to, and this is, this is where you look at children and you go, especially children right now. Um, so she was just turned 11 at the time that we had that conversation from that moment forward. She's off to the races and she's goofy and she's quirky and she is beautiful and to see her in all of that. So anyway, what you and I want to give to people is the healing journey yeah. will get you to the other side where whether you're battling with perfectionism or any of these other ego-centered, um, soul, spirit, separating mm -hmm. emotions, to identify them, to stand outside of them like you did, to mm -hmm. look at it and go in, you know, just go in. And there's tools everywhere. And maybe this podcast is one of them for, we hope. That's, yeah. our, that's our hope. That's why we're doing it. Imperfect and all. Yes, because perfection doesn't exist other than the perfection of imperfection. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everything's always in a state of change, even nature. Yeah. Everything's, mm -hmm. you know, nothing stays constant, right? And and it, do, you, do you really ever find a whole lot of perfection in nature? No, you've got trees that have holes in their leaves and, <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just all part of life. And... Yeah certainly part of this, you know, this existence in, in all ways on, at least on this planet. I don't know if there's a perfect planet out there, but that doesn't matter at this point for us because <laughs> we're on this planet, right? That's right. So, but, you know, I see sometimes, um, you know, it's, uh, especially in more of the, I guess you would say the spiritual community, <clears throat> some of the teachings and, and the beliefs that are out there, which is, part of what I did is, is really recognizing what are the beliefs that are driving some of this perfectionism. And one of the, the teachings that I, uh, no longer really, uh, no longer fits in my belief system, my, mm -hmm. my paradigm, if you will, 
and because it ended up being another form of perfectionism from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's completely dissolving the ego. Um, I think if you completely dissolve your ego, you probably don't need to be here anymore <laughs> because the ego is part of the human yeah. existence. Yeah. So that's one I let go of mm. because that felt like another state, you know, of perfection. Um, uh, completely, uh, completely embracing my feminine energy, uh, my feminine essence that ended up being another route down perfectionist lane. Um, I have a strong masculine side as well. I've just, I've just balanced it out a lot more. And, uh, so they now are more, much more synergized, which is mm -hmm. why I think I've always attracted in both men and women, both to my coaching practice and to the workshops that I do, because I think I have enough of each of those energies to be attracting in both. I, w I would, I would agree. I mean, just in what you've done with the most masculine man I know, which happens to be my husband. So in, <laughs> yeah. in, you know, how he resonates with you, you resonate with him. You can speak his language and you're, and you can meet him energy for energy and, you know, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, go back then, to your it, feminine. Yeah. So, but I definitely needed to bring in more of my feminine energy. That was, yeah. I didn't have enough of it, you know, that I was, um, you know, tapped into. So, so definitely it needed to be balanced out. Uh, now it's like definitely the feminine runs, you know, I lead with my feminine, but I still have a lot of masculine qualities that mm -hmm. serve me well. And if yep. they don't serve me well, then I catch them and correct them, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of how that goes. The other one was, um, the full actualization of your higher self and physical form. Um, is that yeah. possible? <laughs> that's, that's kind of the, the other one that that's man, the other I, one that I ran on that one anymore. I ran on that one for so many years, you know, and again, I just recognized, wow, that's another form of perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And have people done it? Okay. You could say maybe Jesus did it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's a, uh, so I guess you could say it. That's it a mighty tall can, order. Can be done, but <laughs> you know, uh, is that really, you know, I'm, again, anything's possible, but if you start making that your goal, that's an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. At least in my view, can it be done? I'll say, okay, yeah, it can be done. Uh, but how many people on the planet can actually attain that state? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if it's a 1% of 1% of what, one, you know, I mean, it's just so, yeah. such a small, small area. If somebody feels that that's what their mission is here on this planet, then okay. But that's certainly not the mission of the many. And as we talked about our soul objectives, you know, last in our last podcast, that's not a soul objective, at least for, for the many. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it's not for some. Okay. That's cool. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, but for perfectionists that you can get trapped in that. Mm -hmm. And then it will never feel like you're further enough along. Mm -hmm. It'll never feel like you're good enough or you're even worthy enough or whatever the case might be. And so it's, it can be really an, an entrapment for, for a lot of people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not that I haven't dealt with that. Oh yeah. I already just called it out earlier. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why am I here? Why am I still doing this after? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, you know, the reality is you got some more healing to do and mm -hmm. you know what? That's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. You Where may have at? healing to do for the remainder of your life. Yeah. It's just your life is because of all the healing that, you know, you have done along the way, your life is so much better than it used to be. Mm -hmm. Right. Doesn't mean you don't have well, challenges or that old stuff isn't going to sneak up periodically. Like what I talked about earlier, it's just now, you know, what's happening. A deeper yes. layer is coming up. Yeah. yeah. And even, um, one of the things that I guess if you went back to why am, why am I still having to deal with all this? Um, really the more I work and the more I allow forgiveness for, you know, whatever it, whether it's forgiveness, acceptance, or, you know, okay, I'm not where I wanted to be or where I'm going. And, and I have, I don't have any more of that. Mm -hmm. And now I just go, okay, well, today's a, a miracle. Let's go create some miracles. And, and then just doing that without attachment to the outcome it, it, it is 
every day is just so uh, purposeful and it's not, you know, it's not every day is great. And in trauma now today for me, like, or, or things that are popping up, it just needs to be addressed. Yeah. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be acknowledged. It, you need to, I mean, right now, like there's nothing really wrong with me health wise, but I need to really stop something before it starts mm -hmm. because I'm acknowledging that, you know what? There are things about my health, like chronic shingles, allergies, um, you know, I, I'm now in a different place where it's like, wait a second, that's not how the body's supposed to function. Right. Okay. Well now I know that. Yeah. And now it, I don't think I was ever paid attention to it. It's like, I've had shingles since my early twenties. Mm -hmm. Um, but wait, that's not okay. It, you know, I mean, that's not how the body is in a state of, of balance is to be constantly fighting something in your body. Ah, okay. So there's more work to be done. Yeah. All right. Well, what are we going to do? We got to know what we're working with. And you're, then, yeah. And you're, you're evolving. Evolving doesn't have an end point. Right. Which can right. be a perfection point for people. Right. You're in always in a state of change, but what you're doing is you're, you're always changing for the better. Mm -hmm. Even if you still got stuff you're dealing with, it's still better than it used to be. Mm -hmm. even if it's something that shows up in the body that maybe is like getting more intense it's like yes but now I have the the capacity and the understanding and the awareness to now deal with this that I wouldn't have had five or ten years ago mm -hmm. yeah right? yeah and think about this just you even saying that so the nerve pain on my sacrum I hope everybody knows what your sacrum is right it's your tailbone bone mm -hmm. pelvic bone yeah. Um, the shingles is all over that area. Mm. So the nerve pain from the discs, from the discs unaligned or bulging or whatever the heck they were doing, the, like I'm walking around in a chronic state of some type of nerve, shingles, nerves coming out on my back. Yeah. And how about that? Like, see, I, okay, duh. <laughs> like, how, how did I not know that? Like, I'm just sitting here going, yeah. So I healed the pain, but there's, there's some nerve dysfunction. Mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta get to the bottom of it. Get yeah. really curious. What's going on body? What's All right. Going on? Cause What's the body's, on? the body's the messenger. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be yeah. so exciting. So next yeah. week, remind me to tell everybody what's going on. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe that, well, we'll talk about what we're going to do next week. <laughs> I don't want to start throwing out ideas. We already got narcissists on the, on the, pl you know, on the plate. So, yeah. You um, know, maybe we want to bounce that one down. Cause that's really a, an, it's a negative, it's a, you know, I, I really do. You and I both want to keep things yeah. in a positive, empowering, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Keep so I just want to like put one last point in, which uh, we, I didn't plan on, but that is. Let go of the need to compare yourself with others. Oh, oh my gosh. Talk about another trap for the perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Because what lives underneath, I'll say it again, what lives underneath the perfectionist energy is the feeling of not enough or the mm -hmm. feeling of wrong, right, that lives underneath that. Not good enough is really, you know, that what lives underneath that. So when you start comparing yourself with others, either way, whether you feel the better than or less than whatever way it goes, it's not mm -hmm. serving you. I'm better at them than that because that's going to, you, you'll flip onto the other side. It could be in the next five minutes. It could be in the next five mm -hmm. days. So just recognize that everyone has their own unique journey here on the planet. They have their own unique talents and some people are going to be more talented than you in some areas. And you're going to be more talented in some other areas. It doesn't really matter. It's just live out your talent and do and and leave out the comparison because that can really get us wound up in some pretty um, negative energy, but also really unhealthy energy is that need to compare. And that is something in 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 my business that we've been preaching forever and ever and ever. Yeah, don't compare yourself to 
as someone who's more successful and I mean, everybody starts from zero and ends up wherever it is they end up and they end up where they end up because they work their ass off mm-hmm. and they, and they've gone through all the same emotions that you're going to go through in order to succeed. Right. So in that comparison, and now I feel just kind of in the nature of uh, social media in, oh man, social media, unless you're using it, like I am finally to a point with social media and I went off social media completely for years. Um, I mean, I still had my Facebook and LinkedIn and I still had my accounts up, but I, I don't, and I still interact very, very infrequently because uh, it's a time consuming thing. And I'd rather be spending my time get digging in with my family, like, you know, doing things right. that, that are fulfilling, but that need to compare when you have, you know, 18 inch waists and mm-hmm. these like, and, and now, you know, CGI is a thing. They're oh, actually yeah. all these, these, these people who want to become these influencers, faking it till you make it doing all sorts of really stupid things like going broke, um, all while trying to fake like they're somebody that they're not. And then the people that are watching them where they're getting their crowds and their, and their followers from are sitting there just wishing that they could be this person. Right. And I swear it was the Kardashians that started this whole really fake persona. And I only know that because I was living in LA when, when they came online and I'm like, what in the actual hell is happening here? This is not life, people. This is not in, you know, and they, you know, so desperately want to be somebody or, you know, and again, it goes both ways. So I get excellent, excellent final bullet point because I think that that wraps up the whole piece of perfection is comparing yourself to other people. There's everybody's the same. We all have the same needs and wants. And ultimately it's just need to be, I think, heard and loved and nurtured. And, and, and that I think is the premise of humanity is, is love. Mm -hmm. So outside of that, we all have the, yeah. At the core level, we definitely all have the core needs that, um, as human beings, we need to be met. And then it branches off into individual, you know, stuff that we're looking at, but yeah, we all have a need to belong and need to be Mm -hmm. loved. And, you know, these are, um, things that uh, just are part of the human condition, you know, but positive side of the human condition, because so many people aren't getting those needs met, then they move into other places that aren't healthy. You know, there's one thing I just want to kind of like wind up because it came to me as you were speaking. And this was years ago uh, with my friend, John, um, who does watch the podcast. So hello, John. Hi, John. Uh, yeah, from from high school. And we've stayed connected over the years. Sometimes there was big blocks of time that were, you know, we didn't, but, but we always kind of come back around. And one of the things that, um, gosh, it was probably 20, 23 or 24 years ago. Um, and I lived by, if you can't fix it, flaunt it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was kind of my mantra for, I haven't thought about that in about that many years, right? But that came to me just here in the last minute. If you can't fix it, flaunt it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like uh, the dirty dancing, uh, the beautiful lady with the nose. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, um, that's exactly it. You know, like that's the imperfection. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. perfect, imperfect. When you yeah. try to fix it, not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. So if you can't fix it, flaunt it. Yep. Love it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, Lisa, I think we did. Uh, I think we covered it. I think we did. Very I good. We perfectly and perfectly covered it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So let's just uh, everybody have a fantastic week ahead, and we can't wait to tap in and check in with y'all. Uh, next Wednesday. Yeah. And hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe. We really appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Over and out, Lisa. Over and out.